It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are live on AMP. Thanks to everybody who's flooding in to join. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my BFF, my companion, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Yeah, what a weekend from sports. Feels like it was like two weekends and one. It just feels like the longest weekend ever. A good long weekend. Some bad, but overall a good long weekend. Well, look, you're sad because of the Phillies. And, and for <laughs> those of us who listen to the bonus episode on Friday, uh, you know that me and Simon and Matt Mitchell and Rory from the Volume Network, who's on the uh, helping to produce the show, we were all in Lexington this past weekend. We did a live show there. Simon, Matt Mitchell, and uh, Stucky. Action Network OG, co-host of the BBOC podcast, co-host of the Action Network podcast. Listen to them both. They're amazing. He lives in Lexington, took us to a couple of bars that his wife runs. We watched the Phillies game on uh, Thursday night, late into the evening. Tough night, but loved seeing our fans, (laughs) loved hanging out with people, loved having people buy us shots. Saturday morning, Matt Mitchell went to the airport in Lexington, trying to get back to his hometown of Schlemiesel, Schlemiesel, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, through Chicago. Delayed, 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 delayed. Yeah, pretty rough Saturday for me. Got delayed six hours at the Lexington Airport with our colleague Alex Monaco before I shot you this message. And if you don't want to hear me yelling, just skip ahead two minutes. The day of Breeders' Cup. I get to the airport nice and early. I run into Alex Monaco there with the volume. It's nice, we're hanging out, having a nice time. Uh-oh, our flight to Chicago. The last flight leaving the fucking airport in Lexington today is delayed, then delayed again. We look at each other like, I think we're gonna be boned here. We're not gonna be able to catch our connections in Chicago if there's one more delay. Then we see the gate agent smile. She grabs the pilot, pilot smiles. He grabs the PA to give an announcement. We're like, okay, we're in luck. And the guy goes, all right, good news. The ground stoppage in Chicago has ended and we are good to fly out. And then like he's he's doing an improv set, he waits like three Mississippi and goes, in two and a half hours. 
and everyone's booing him. It's like night at the fucking Apollo at the fucking terminal. Everyone's gonna miss their connections. We go to the bar, we, we start watching the only people having a worse day than us, the Tennessee Volunteers, because we bet on them. We go, okay, you know what? We're, we're gonna be fine. We'll catch a red eye or whatever out of Chicago. And I'm like, I could just rent a car and I'll just drive home from Chicago, whatever it takes. We get another announcement that there's a full ground stop in Chicago again because the fucking president is flying in. And we hit a, a weather delay election cycle Air Force One visit parlay. I say, fuck this. I grab my shit. I get in a rental car. I'm driving on I-65 now to do the seven hours home to Milwaukee. My wife's left me. She's remarried. I think she married a guy named Hank. My kids are calling him dad now. And I just, I just live on the road in this rented Nissan, which is now my condo. Goodbye to my old life. That's what he does for his family. <laughs> As a Phillies fan, proud of the boys. It was a fun ride. The worst part of it, we were up to one. I really, that was when I really bought in. I dipped my toes in. I believed, but in the back of my mind, I was like, come on, Houston's going to beat us. Uh, got the two, one lead was all in. I don't know if even Chad even has ever even been depressed. He's such a happy guy, but someone like me, I probably get depressed once a week. I'm just a downer guy where it's like, even when things are going good, I get down. So I woke up Sunday dead. Like, you know, in those movies, they have the camera above the guy laying in bed with his covers tucked in on him. You're just laying there looking at the ceiling. That was me. I could not sleep. Uh, my sleep schedule was all messed up from the traveling, but I, I was literally like one of those things like, what's the point of life? What are we doing here? What are any of us doing here? Hopped on a Zoom call with Chad and the other people I work with. I don't know. It kind of brought me back a little bit. If me and Chad didn't have a good day, though, I tell you this much, that might have been it for the boys. But <laughs> luckily, Chad, it worked out because I, I was like, not that sports can pull you out of things, but it is the ultimate distractor, right? Like I didn't have time to mourn, had to get right to work. So still hurting. Like it's Tuesday now. I'm still like, even when I, every morning I wake up, I just can't believe baseball is over. I think I'll be over by the end of the week, but as a true diehard Phillies fan, it hurts. Like my my soul hurts right now. But yeah, Chad, we, we were about to dive into it, but we're just cruising. So the the vibes are immaculate with the football right now, but whew, that Phillies loss hurt. You know, it's funny. I don't really get depressed. <laughs> I figured. I'm uh, preternaturally optimistic. We did have an amazing <laughs> week, right? Yeah. So our big balls, bet of the week, we basically swept the board. Big balls, bet of the week, Tennessee plus 12 and a half. I made you do it. Covered. Washington plus three and a half. That was Simon Says. You were on it right away. Exec decision, the Bears. That was a squeaky one, but it worked out. It was exciting. Uh, Foxhole, you were on it. Cincy minus seven. You did waver a little bit Sunday morning after convincing me. Raybon made his case for the Panthers. You're like, I might buy out. But in the that end, was just me being nice to my coworker who's hitting 70% of the season right now, Chad. It did feel a little weird. It did feel a little weird. You caved a little too quickly. Uh, Get out of here. What did I, what was my exact quote? I said I'd, I'd either only play Cincy or I'd buy out. I never wavered on everything in Carolina. Don't get defensive. You're about to get defensive because Matt Mitchell's nope. in the taxi ride at the airport. He heard nope. everything you said about Carolina, nope. Chad. Nope. You're not going to uh, speak out of this one. Let's just say that uh, you can follow. <laughs> let's say you can follow all these picks in uh, the Action Network app. Download it for free. This is under the handle of the Favorites Podcast. You can get the big balls. Simon says, uh, exact decision in Foxhole every week. That's where we track them. Yeah. Separate handle. Faves five. This is the one we do for our contest. Four and one this week. Seattle plus Dang. two and a half. Washington plus three and a half. Chicago plus four and a half. 
Atlanta plus three and a half. The one we lost was one you surprised me with on Sunday morning. And I, I'm going to take the blame for this because you threw in the Raiders minus one and a half, which I never liked. I told you I didn't like. I said, this is going to be the week the Jags put it all together. <laughs> they yeah. did. You said, if I don't do this, if we don't do this, I will hate myself. No, no, no. I said, I would hate myself way less doing this than taking the Colts. Because you liked, I don't know why, you love the Colts. And I just refused it. Because I already had already bet New England. I had taken New England first half. As luckily for our fans who follow me in the action app, got that bet. But I'm with you. Like the Raiders one made me feel gross too. But I just said to you, I, I cannot take the Colts here. Even you said it best. It was a good number for the Colts. But there was just something funky about the mojo of that game. So no matter what, we were going to – because, again, Chad keeps taking these road public uh, dogs. I don't know what's going on with Chad these last two weeks. But I, I don't get it, Chad. You you know better. You knew you that mean? Carolina was a trap. I knew that – but listen. You got out of the foxhole. Don't say – act like you didn't hop out of that foxhole. I, I hopped out of the foxhole. How but- could you? You're know. my companion. I I, I know. It was wrong. It was wrong. Um, it was wrong. No we, more public uh, dogs, though. You got to stop doing it. You're getting killed nervous. by them. By the way, we we killed on Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I we both love that one. That was a no-brainer. How did we not talk about Detroit? I think they were two and a half. So, no matter ah. what, I wasn't going to do that again. Okay. That, that was definitely a miss. I mean, again, holy crap, uh, Green Bay. But, yeah, a week we're traveling, Chad. We, we talked in that that morning. I said it best to you where I was like, we probably should take our bye week here because we do have to take a week off in our contest. But I said to you, I have three here that I, I feel like is a guaranteed three and oh. Luckily, those three hit, and then we just had needed Seattle for that fourth one. So, yeah, the Raiders one I never felt good about, like full of regret, no doubt. But when they were up 17 nothing, you know that feeling, Chad, you're just like, fuck yeah, nailed that one. And uh, quickly fell apart in that second half. <sighs> so upsetting. Well, look, Brutal. we're four and one. We're two games out of first. Yeah. We win a million dollars in the contest. I can't believe we're only two games out of first after going four and one. We were three games out. I'm disappointed <laughs> we didn't pick up two games. It's a competition where I think we have like, I don't even know, 20,000 entries. So the fact we're in the 0.01% or whatever we're at now, it's it's pretty sweet. Above 70% for 10 weeks in, have yet to have a losing week, Chad. Uh, I've never had this good of a run. I know damn hell Chad's never had this good of a run. Nine straight winning weeks is insane for a contest pickle. Unbelievable. All right. Let's get to it. Let's yeah. get to it. Thursday night football. We got a rematch of the Falcons and the Panthers. We had the Panthers in a miracle cover two weeks ago <laughs> uh, against the Falcons. Yeah. Down the road at Carolina. Uh, Three-point favorites. Look. We all know the play here. The play is the under. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what it, Under 10, it doesn't matter. But um, we have to have an opinion on this, either for the contest or otherwise. Uh, and, and like, as much as I want to take the Falcons, I do know that taking the home dogs on Thursday nights, generally to cover the totals 44, 44 and a half, it's kind of what we do, but I don't like it for a contest. Yeah, and again... We got burned last Thursday on the under. They hit a two-pointer at the end of the game. Uh, stupid little penalty, and that's why it went over. But you just keep riding the trends, guys. We just keep betting these primetime unders, and they usually keep coming through for us where the public will just bet these lines up and we're getting free points on the under. So look at this game. Chad's probably right. That's probably the move. But how can I not take the Panthers? Like, they're just – give me three and a half, please. I'm begging the book. Give me three and a half. I would love that. But you might get there. Uh, you yeah. know, you probably won't. You probably won't. Right now, it's 
72% of the tickets, 66% of the money. So it's not trending that way. Right. Bigger delta on the tickets right now and the money. I would say, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, I don't see it unless we get to, you know, 755 on Thursday night. Yeah. So then like, again, I wouldn't make one of my bigger bets, but to me in this divisional kind of a matchup, this will be on a short week. We blindly take the Panthers. What we expect to happen here is Atlanta will win by a field goal. That's just how this game shapes up. I mean, last week against the Chargers, they had a missed field goal. They had a fumble at the very end of the game. Like Atlanta easily could have won that game. This number, no doubt, would be minus four, minus three and a half if they had. So hopefully they give us the bump of three points we don't deserve for Carolina because it's a good number right now. Three is what this number should be. It's what I have it at. I just prefer to take the home dog on the Thursday night. So three and a half, that, that'd be a real gift by the sports book if we could get there. Marcus Mariota also missed Kyle Pitts wide. Yeah, that was brutal. It would have been a, a lead-extending touchdown. Our favorite team in Germany, the Seattle Seahawks, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are two-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Here's what's interesting. I was going to take the Buccaneers at minus two-and-a-half. I hadn't seen the splits yet. 60% of the bets are on the Seahawks. 88% of the money is on the Buccaneers. We've hit peak Seahawks. You know, we did the same thing with Atlanta and we bet Atlanta that extra week. They ended up losing to Cincinnati. I think last week was a peak Seahawk moment. I think it's a different game against the Buccaneers. I think this is a get right spot at a short number. Sure it is. But guess what? I will not be sucked in every week. I have these damn pros hitting me up being like, quit taking the Seahawks. It's going to catch up to them. And every week they keep winning for me and they keep covering. So I'll keep riding them. I love the Seahawks. Fun fact, Chad. You ever heard of 13th man? No. No. It's the diehard loyal fan base in Germany that are all Seahawks fans. Yeah. Random little fact. They have one of these big fan groups there in Germany. That's apparently going to be like a home home game for them. Like they have that many fans in Germany. Ooh. I'm so scared. Ooh, the Germans. Uh oh, the stop Germans it. are coming to get me. Oh, don't let the Germans come after Please me. Please stop the pretending oh, scared the game. Stop, it. stop it. Love everything about it. Would be a gift. Again, another gift if the books get us up to three, because I think what Chad talked about is what a lot of people view as, is that Tampa's turning a corner here. Turn the season around kind of game for them. Last second comeback against the Rams. What a joke the Rams are to let that happen in that game. You have a team here, Seahawks, other side of the world, right? Gino throws a pick six, goes down the field, has two incredible drives to put his team back in the lead. Like I know Chad probably felt the same way. When he threw that pick, I was like, okay, that's it. Gino had a nice run. That's how it's going to end here. That like that's classic Gino. Um, no, this team is humming. So maybe I'll get caught. Maybe because of the flight, the travel, all this other stuff. I can't buy that stuff. It's like modern medicine. These guys get right. I mean, they're on these you know billionaire airplanes. Uh, team airplanes has everything you need on it. I just can't. I can't get behind that. It's a too long of a flight. And I know a lot of people are actually capping that. That there's like a four-hour difference in flight time or five-hour difference. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Love the Seahawks. I'll, I'll just keep taking them as a dog as they just keep – people just keep waiting for the, the what we call, uh, to catch a falling knife with them. Like, the, you're just waiting for it to happen. Like, they're going to fall off a cliff here any day now. The Seahawks will. But Gino just keeps playing at a high level. He has these mental moments. That's, like, exactly what I look for in an elite quarterback. So, I don't I don't get it either, Chad. It's mind-blowing. We talk every year. There's always these surprise teams. 
no one saw the Seahawks coming. No one did. Like, again, the bookmakers talk about the biggest bet they had all summer on them was about 400 bucks. I think that's the biggest bet I've seen on them for a Super Bowl future. So no one believed in the Seahawks, and here they are, leading the division 6-3, and three, still getting no respect from the public or the bookmakers, making Tom Brady a favorite. Uh, it's Maybe Chad's right here. I'm going to get caught, but I just can't see it. I, I think Tampa still has major issues on that offensive line. Tom's got no time. It's just an issue for that team. Are you saying it's Tom versus time? <laughs> I'm saying uh, 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 time is not one yet, right? Tom's not the issue. I feel like you agree for Tampa, right? Oh, now. dude, he had that terrible Facebook series. What was called Tom? Oh, right, time. right. Yeah, when he kissed his son. Yeah, um, that was weird. So <laughs> on the Seahawks, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're not going to put it in the contest. So we'll see. Um. I love, I mean, I love Seahawks, man. They're, they're, just, they're just good. Everything, I agree with you. I don't think anything about them has been fluky. I think their defense is getting better and better. They they were really great against Kyler Murray. They kept them contained. A lot um, of sacks. A lot of sacks. Uh, I'm a, I love Kenneth Walker. Love him. And what happened on Sunday is exactly what we thought would happen. We said it would happen. Kenneth Walker, second half of the game would start to dominate. He is a big, strong guy who's super fast. Gino had that pick. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> and then he came back and he did great. And he was he was locked in yeah. on a couple of Lockett had some bad plays and he was throwing darts. I don't disagree with you. I don't like the spot. That's my thing. I don't like the spot. It's fair. Again, it, they were in a bad spot last week. It's just they're just that good. They're kind of the team that breaks the mold. Um, that was the biggest public side we were on last week, right? Yeah. Seahawks. And it, it was one of our better bets. They won by 10. Uh, Jaguars visiting the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. I hate it. But Chad knows what we have to do here. I mean, it's the same thing we did last week with the Titans. Like, as soon as that quarterback went out, the amount of messages I got, they're like, are you care that it's not Tannehill? And it was like, no, we weren't betting it because it was Tannehill in the first place. It's the Chiefs team for some reason in these positions. Um, we have the data to back it up. They just don't they don't cover. If they're if they're bigger than what was the chapter? If they're more than a seven point favorite, um, they cover like below a, a 45 or 40 percent clip. Yeah. So just going off the trends, we like the Jags here, but also what we saw last week with our offense. I thought that was big for Trevor Lawrence down 17. They they did it. Like they kept driving up and down the field. Again, that was one of the main games I had on my TV. Um, couldn't believe what I was watching because we've seen it with them. They they're this team that even when they came back, I still thought we were gonna have a winner with the Raiders just because we've seen the Jaguars come back, but then they just fall apart in that fourth quarter. But they put it all together, and that's, again, a momentum-flipping kind of thing. So the the Chiefs stole one last week. I remember early in the year we tried to fade them after they stole one against the Raiders. I think they put up 44 points against that 49ers defense. So in the back of my mind, it's like, got to take the Jaguars. But I've I've seen this where the injury puts them through a hell of a week of practice, and they come out even harder. So a little scary for that perspective, but – the pro in me just is screaming, you got to take the Jaguars. So interesting to hear what other pros are saying this week about this game because I, I do like this number. Uh, that was a Travis Etienne uh, breakout game. And by the way, a reminder, you gave away Travis Etienne uh, anytime touchdown and convinced me 
That yeah, and gave gave out a two to go bet on him for two touchdowns, which also came through. Yeah, nice, uh, right. it was plus four hundred. Texans plus six and a half at the New York Football Giants, trending towards a pros Joe's game. I mean, inevitably, you're always going to get the pros on the Giants and the Texans at this point. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I feel strongly enough that I'm making this a contest game. We might have to, though, because this is going to be one of the – like, I feel like you just nailed it where the public will be all over the Giants and we'll probably end up having to take the, the Texans. But I hate it. I think me and Chad, we had a bad run against going against this Giants team. We stayed away. Took the Seahawks against them. That was a, a no-brainer. Um, finally got a win against this Giants team. But they're probably sucking me in here because, again, this line's too big. Like, we know the Giants – they're not that good. And we know that Daniel Jones doesn't play as well at home. He plays better on the road. So to me, this is just reeks of the Giants. If they win this game, they win by maybe a field goal, maybe four points. Six and a half is so many points, especially where we've seen Houston. They have a good run game. Like that that kid's for real. He was running all over that Eagles team. We've seen teams be able to run against this Giants team. So I'm with you, Chad. Probably won't be one of my favorite five, but – Another game where it's like, I, I feel like I don't have a choice here and I have to take Houston. Yeah. God. Football's ugly. Yeah. That was like that watching that Houston Eagles game and watching it with Matt Mitchell on that Thursday night, we were in Lexington. <laughs> uh, it was excruciating, right? Because they kept it close, cost us our first half Eagles bet. Yeah. Uh, Kept it close. I had the the Texans to cover, um, which they did. And uh, you were against me on that one. And then I think Matt Mitchell also had like Texans plus six and a half in the third quarter and or in the second half. He lost every one of those bets. It was oh, no, 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 no. He hit, no, he hit, no, he hit third, third quarter. quarter. Yeah. He did? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharp, six and a half. Sharp. They kicked the field goal. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But no, that's that's what life is like betting for this Texans team. You need to get lucky, right? They got an opening drive touchdown, and they didn't score again until like the last seconds of the first half. Yep. And they got all they got was a field goal the rest of the game, and they covered. So like that's again when we talk about taking the the dog and the big numbers, that's the prime example. It's like no one has any idea how Texans covered that number, but they did because it was fourteen. It was such a huge number. So um, can they get lucky two weeks in a row, Chad? I feel like you're, that's what you're kind of saying here. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> not as good a team. They're not playing as good a team. Right. Uh, the Vikings, this is an interesting one. Right now, six and a half point underdogs at the Bills. We don't know the status of Josh Allen. Um, Case Keenum is the backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it, it's a pass for me until I get a better sense of who's playing. I mean – it's probably an auto play for me on the Vikings, just in the sense that even if he is playing, we know there's an injury there with Josh Allen, right? So you expect him to be wounded playing in this game if he does play. Um, hmm. I I want to take them. If there is no injury, obviously, no brainer. Because we've been waiting to catch this Vikings team. And last week, crazy, man. Like vintage Kirk Cousins, if there is ever some, you could say a one o'clock game, opening drive, puts up a touchdown and then does nothing until about three minutes left in the game where they get a field goal and a touchdown. After, like you said, uh, they had a terrible turnover by Washington. It's it's one of, it's just that year for the Vikings. So I'm with you, Chad. Like, I, I want to take the Bills here. Um, but, man, 
that's that's a big deal if this guy he's he's hurt a, a major muscle in his arm right now. Again, what they said is they're going to update today. It's an injury that could require Tommy John surgery. So I'm sure Matt Mitchell is losing his mind right now, just waiting for an update. But it's like a major deal. So I grabbed a seven and a half. I'd still grab a six and a half just in case. Again, you can buy this position easily if uh, he does come back. Um, but to me, a wounded Josh Allen on a team that he is that team. Like we've seen that offense. It's literally built around Josh Allen. That's a huge deal if he, he misses any type of time or even this game. So I want to take, like I said, I want to take the Bills here. This was going to be a nice spot for them coming off a bad divisional loss against a Vikings team that no one knows how they're 7-1. But, geez, they've just been lucky all season, this Vikings team. Again, they've played three backup quarterbacks. They might be getting their fourth this week if it's Case Keenum. I mean, I can't even imagine how Matt Mitchell is getting through the day right now. Uh, someone asked me if I was more anxious for the birth of a child or this decision. I said, I, I got two kids. I only have one Josh Allen, so I <laughs> – Definitely feel like throwing up all over the place until I find out that he's uh, anything less than season ending. It's it's fine. It's fine. Here's a game that I feel strongly about. And by the way, we haven't given a Simon Says an exact decision uh, or a foxhole yet. Lions on the road at the Chicago Bears. Bears are two and a half point favorites. Earlier today, we had to give out a couple picks. The pick I gave out was the Bears minus two and a half. And I had a lot of reasons, but I want to hear your thoughts first because you actually <laughs> didn't respond on that show. So, yeah, you know, classic game where it's like every fiber in my body is saying take Detroit. Like this is going to be the public spot in the Bears, but I'm a Fields believer. Like I just I love what I'm seeing from the kid. I love the way they've been scheming him up ever since that Washington game. We've seen a change in this offense, um, how they move the ball. Detroit outside, that's another big reason I kind of want to fade it. We've seen golf be horrible outdoors we've seen this offense not be able to move the ball outdoors and we've seen their defense give up tons of runs tons of yards to running backs and running quarterbacks now we have arguably the best running quarterback in football so i know chad i'm i'm right with you where it's like the we're scared of it because it's gonna be the most public side probably this week one of the games that's gonna be the highest public side um but the bears just feel like the smart side this week if it's under three it, it might it might get up to three by the time you hear this but two and a half, I, I have no problem taking that number. It's bouncing around right now. It was at three. It's at two and a half right now. It goes back and forth. Uh, let me give some stats uh, that I gave out on Green Dot Daily today. The Bears are top two in every single rushing category. The ones that mean nothing to betters, like total yards on the ground, uh, as well as the ones that do mean something, such as first downs on the ground, which is an indicator of you're moving the ball on first and second down, and you're getting first downs early in a series, explosive plays on the ground, 20 plus and 40 plus, touchdowns on the ground, yards per carry. This is a dominant running team because of Justin Fields, because of Khalil Herbert, and the Lions, on the flip side, don't be fooled by the fact they only gave up nine points to Green Bay. They're terrible on defense. They are bottom two in every single rush category. To me, this is about a close game. The Bears owning the clock, owning the ground. And, and the books haven't adjusted to fields yet. That's what I really yep. think it is, too. Because, again, we talked last week. We thought that line should be closer to three, three and a half. Yep. Almost looked like idiots, right? But luckily, McDaniels went for it on fourth and one instead of kicking that field goal. And now we, we got lucky. Four, four and a half was a great number. And 
it worked out. I'm tempted to make them my exec decision, but I made the Bears my exec decision last week, and it feels... There's no rules here, Chad. I don't know. It feels too homerish to go back to back. Why not, man? If it, you're hot, you're hot. All right. Exact decision on the Bears. Executive decision <laughs> on the Chicago Bears. Minus two and a half. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Yeah, two and a half is the key there. I'm surprised you didn't claim it for Simon Says because it's going to move to three. I mean, you already know the two I'm going to be on, Chad. You already know my secrets. I do. It's true. This game is very interesting to me. Saints at the Steelers. Steelers plus three right now. I know. What do we do here, though? Because we don't even know who the Saints quarterback is. So I don't think it matters. I, think I wanted to take Andy Dolan. If it's not, I'm, we're all learning pretty quickly here. If it's not prime time, you take Andy. If it's a prime time game, God forbid, do not take Andy Dolan. I, I, how do I keep doing? I keep not seeing these stats about him melting down in prime time. As soon as the game starts, Action will tweet it out. It's like, yeah, he's six and sixteen in primetime games. It's like, geez, just let that money on fire. Uh he fucking sucks, Andy Dolan. I don't know what to do here. Every every ounce of my body wants me to take the Saints. They're the better team. They're the more complete team. We've seen Pittsburgh. They've been a seller. They were a seller at the deadline, but not even that. I just they have their offense has no identity. Like they just have nothing there where the Saints, I know exactly who they are and what they are. So I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll probably pass on this one for right now, but I'm I'm leaning towards the Saints. I I just think they're the better team. Feels like a Mike Tomlin rah rah to me. Yeah, it probably is. Straight up, win this game, bro. Win this game. The Steelers had a bye. The Saints have a short week. A home dog. If you're gonna get right and rally the troops around the guys in the locker room, <laughs> give Kenny Pickett, you know, an extra week to learn. Yeah. The Saints coming off a really devastating loss. That feels to me like you're tanking the Steelers here. And by the way, you're hoping to get them at three and not have it go to two and a half because the money's coming in on the on the Steelers right now and the line is moving. Browns, boy, this number's moving too. Opened at four, down to three and a half, visiting the Dolphins. We got a pro Joe alert. 53% of the tickets on the Dolphins, 60% of the money on the Browns. Simon. Simon says, grab it Simon now. Simon says. <laughs> when Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. And we, 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 we're we laughing because we talked this morning. I told Chad I loved it at plus four, and now it's already moving to plus three and a half. So I, I would just grab it before it's at three. It was the same scenario last week we had with Washington and Atlanta. Like we saw those numbers at three and a half. The pros hit it, went down to three. And that's what happened in this game. It's just a, a classic scenario of Miami. They are for real. Like that, them, them winning that Bears game is a big deal. Cause I, I really did think that was kind of a trap spot for them. Like going on the road, back to back, playing out in the elements. Tua, Tua showing up, right? I mean, the Waddle, Tyreek Hill combo. It's crazy. Like we we rarely see things like this where um again people have talked about it, are going to talk about it all week just the fact that Mahomes on pace for his best season ever passing and Tyreek Hill's on his on pace for his best uh receiving year ever. So him him getting 2000 yards again I I get why people are trying to make the MVP argument for him. There's just there's other quarterbacks this year that are clearly carrying their team. So I just could never see a wide receiver getting over the quarterback position but it is cool what Tyreek's doing like He's open all the time. You watched all 22. 
just never ending green space for him in a league that it's really it's really hard to find open space, right? All these guys are so fast, so athletic. He's just a notch above it. So I, I'm gonna see I get why the public will come in on Miami, right? They're tied for first in that division. But the Browns just they're not they are bad, right? Their defense does have issues, but their offense has so many weapons. I just always can see them keeping up with teams like Miami here that Miami can put up points. We just saw last week with the Bears. You can move the ball in them, especially on the ground. In comes in Nick Chubb, the, one of the best running attacks in all of football. So uh, matchup-wise, I like Cleveland here. Um, the reason I'm making this time says I just I just want to make sure people can get the three and a half before it goes to three. Uh, I hate, hate people getting pushes like what happened last week. Yep. Yep. No, I'm with you. Uh, it's three and a half across the board right now. Uh, get it while you can. Broncos plus three at the Tennessee Titans. Let's ride, baby. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's uh, one of the best defenses in football, arguably going up against a you rookie. What? You're right. You're 100% right. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, Russell Wilson, we can climb him all he's won. This is going to hurt like a mother when we back them and lose this game. But this is kind of the spot we 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 uh, fade Rabel. Like, we love Rabel as a dog. He's very he's good to us as a dog. But as a home favorite, usually these are kind of the games they drop, the ones you don't see coming. The public is going to be all over Tennessee. I don't even know what the splits are. But they just went toe-to-toe with arguably the best team of football in the Chiefs in Arrowhead in a primetime game. Like that right there, especially if you bet Tennessee last week, you're loving them because it was like a no-sweat, no-brainer bet, and you're feeling good. Um, they're going to back them against a, a Denver team that everyone hates. Like, again, Russell Wilson has become a joke of the league. We've done well. We've faded them early in the season. I always talk about there's a second half of the season – this is usually when I come back in on the other side. And it's like a guy I, that I'm going to start back and will probably end up being Denver just because people have a really bad view of this team. Um, but, yeah, give me give me the the great defense against either a rookie quarterback or a backup uh, – not a backup, an injured Ryan Tannehill. I, I love that position in Denver. Um, it's bumped up to three. I could see it getting to three and a half with the public coming in so heavy. But I would grab I the three just it. in case. I don't think it's going there. Yeah, so I would, I'd grab it just in case now. Um, this is one of the bets I made right when I saw it get the three from two and a half. I grabbed the Denver, um, been sitting there all day now. So clearly the books don't mind you grabbing the three because the public, the public is coming in that heavy on the Tennessee Titans. It's, uh, it's plus three minus one fifteen right now. Get it while you can. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book, because right now, New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just sign up with promo code favorites. This week, my favorite same game parlay, the Las Vegas Raiders to cover Derek Carr over passing yards, Devontae Adams over receiving yards. I love betting at FanDuel because they've got a great app that's safe and secure and live betting options that let me update my action on a game even after it's kicked off. So sign up today with promo code FAVORITES for your first no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. KSGamblingHelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The Colts are on the road six and a half point underdogs against the Las Vegas Raiders. This is one of the most surreal (laughs) games. We've got Jeff Saturday, no offensive coordinator. You've got former pro coaches on the, or at least one former pro coach and Gus Bradley on the staff coaching the best unit that the team has against the Raiders who are truly inept right now. No, like, I... this uh, to me this is a outright pass. Like it, 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 it makes no sense. You're only inviting misery if you decide to bet this game. I mean, one of the best life lessons you have in life is watching what happens when guys who make a, an incredible fortune have their own business give that business to their sons. And we have two teams here of two owners, of both their daddies gave them their businesses, and you've seen what both has happened with both franchises. So Jim Irsay, luckiest man ever to luck into Peyton Manning. Like, what the fuck would the Colts be if they never had Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck? This franchise, it's terrifying. Like, as someone that's a fan of sports teams, it is terrifying how damaging owners can be. And we all know that in all sports, they make or break teams. So the story goes that Jeff Saturday was there Last weekend, for some Super Bowl event, right, all the ex-players were there, and he was in Jim Mercedes' ear just talking about the team and what he had views of the team and his vision of the team. And then little did he know, he didn't even know, right? He couldn't believe he was there. He got called in a week later to be the interim head coach of a team, like a guy from TV. So just terrifying. I feel horrible for Colts fans, but I told you guys weeks ago, when they, as soon as they took Matt Ryan out, I viewed them as tanking. I viewed the fact that they went 0-2 to Tennessee – that was the turning point of the season where they're like, okay, we'll tank this year. We'll get one of these top quarterbacks, and that's the move. If that is really what he's doing, Jim Mercer is a genius, and I take back everything I said because that's what this is. Like they, We expect them to be horrible, right, Chad? Like Everything about this screams horrible decision. The, the, the move, the no OC, the awkwardness of the whole thing, right? Like this guy coming in from the outside compared to all these guys who have been there hate it like I, I want to take the Colts bad because I know no one else is going to take it and that's a huge number for an all for Raiders team but holy crap what an absolute train wreck of a franchise right now that again just a couple of weeks ago they were sitting there at three three and one like they weren't out of it by any means and it's completely gone sideways these last couple of weeks well look normally this is the exact spot where you take yeah a team like the Colts yep uh we've had a lot of success over the years backing an underdog team with a coach who had just gotten fired or a team that is making a quarterback change um, because the the line gets so tilted. Inflated. 
in for for the for the favorites. Yeah. This is fucking insanity. <laughs> yeah. It's like you you elect one reality star as president of the United States and you just assume that anybody who's on TV who can say something smart in 30 seconds or less should be coaching the team. How do you as Gus Bradley? How do you as right. Jack Leonard? How Fox is there. As as like John Fox is there. Yeah. How do you as anybody who has spent your career doing this for a living, standing in front of people, trying to motivate people, it's hard to stand in front of a room and tell people why they have to do something if they have no faith in your ability to lead and don't believe that you've put in the work or don't think you know how to do it. I'm not denigrating Jeff Saturday as a player. He was an amazing player. Yeah. And he had respect and he had the uh, uh, credibility of a guy who could stand up to Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning relied on him. He won a Super Bowl, fantastic center, one of the best centers in the time he was playing. But come on. Yeah. I mean, Galaxy Brain in me wants to say Raiders, fire McDaniels right now and hire Frank Reich. That would be the move of moves. But again, they have a kid running their organization. Complete, completely terrifying if I was a Vegas fan. Again, this this guy. I can't get over it. Like if I ever build anything out of my life and have my own ownership, no chance I would leave it to my son. It's just, it just seems like it's a disaster every time. I promise you, I will have nothing to leave to my kids. <laughs> Guarantee. So that's another pass. Uh, the Cowboys are visiting the Green Bay Packers and the Packers right now are five and a half point underdogs. The biggest home underdog Aaron Rodgers has been since 2013. You hear that, Chad? I didn't hear anything. Those are the bullets flying above our heads as we hop down into a foxhole. We're going to the foxhole! On the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers! Let's climb down into the foxhole. No brainer, Chad. As soon as you saw this line, a little I felt people had the same feeling as me. This little smile comes across your face. Yeah, you think you fucking suckers. This is where we feel like we're the smartest people in the room because this is a classic pros versus Joes. The pros will be all over this one. We don't even care if we lose this one. This is literally a bet you make every single time. Green Bay, I don't even know if they're the least respected team in football, they have to be. Anyone that was left on them last week, there was like five people left that were still betting Green Bay for some reason. That was it. They lost to the, that game against Detroit. Seeing Rodgers throw two picks in the red zone, that had to end it, right? There's going to be no one left, Chad. It's just going to be me and you in this foxhole here, brother. I'm telling you, it's it's like the Bengals last week, honestly. It's just a game where it's uncomfortable. I hate it. I don't even want to do this. You have to do this stuff. It's like you love to fade public perception. Who cares what happened last week? It's all about this week. And in this week, we have a Green Bay team at home against a Cowboys team that historically plays bad against them. Mike McCarthy, first time coming back to this stadium where all those years he spent, that's got to be a big deal. That's got to that's got to factor into the emotion of this game. And again, emotions are a big game of football. We see all the time coaches have these stupid blunders in these games that really dictate a lot of games and can keep games closer than they should. So, man, I, I love the fact that this line it keeps jumping up. I would have taken FS three and a half, no brainer to me on Green Bay. The fact that it's creeped all the way up to five and a half now, just because, like I just said, it everyone's gonna have everyone 
I'm saying everyone will have Cowboys in their teasers, their money line parlays. This is this is going to be one of the biggest needs of all the sports books. Happy to take that position. Happy to take a position on Green Bay. So, um, man, I I can't believe it's gone up to five and a half. But again, it's not a surprise. Like the Green Bay, this is the worst we've ever seen them in the Aaron Rodgers era, right? At least since his rookie year. I think he was six and ten his rookie year. They'll be lucky to get to six and eleven. But this is one of those games they have to at least cover, right? Like you just see this being a a, a close battle just because of um, what's going on with the Screen Bay team. Do you think it would get up to um, uh, five and a half? Because there's a lot of tickets on um, Cowboys uh, on, on on the Cowboys right now. Yeah, this will be this is like again, you can you can go to your sports book when you make bets, you could talk to But hold on one sec, hold on one sec. I say five and a half because now I'm looking and the line is basically moved to five. So do we think it'll go higher? Yeah, because again, the uh, I it's weird because I don't even, I'm not even trying to brag, but like Chad knows when I talked to him this morning, it's not just Chad I'm talking to him, I'm reaching out to all my runners and all these other gamblers, and I know exactly what they're doing. So I can tell you the pros they've hit this number. Same with the Browns number. Like that was just a no-brainer bet today that I knew a lot of people would be on. Um, yeah, can I see it getting back up there? Sure, but again, it's professional money that's going to keep smacking that down. So um, it all depends what the pros can do. If they if they let it sit and, it, and the public keeps coming in, maybe books will bump it back up to try to get more money in. But I can promise you, it, come Sunday, we'll see tweets that this is going to be. 10 to 1, the amount of tickets written on the Cowboys compared to Green Bay. The money will probably be 12 to 1 or 13 to 1 written on the Cowboys compared to Green Bay just because of all the parlays and teasers that will be on the Cowboys. So you can roll the dice and wait. But like I just said, I'd grab that five and a half. You can still get it. If it's five, yeah, throw a little bit on there. I just can't see it dipping below four come Sunday. So worst case scenario, you'll grab a four and a half, which is, again, a, a key number. Um, five and a half, five, five and a half. We, we view those as dead numbers, but we still grab them just because it's good value. What would you bet this down to? I make it three, but I wouldn't bet it. I wouldn't bet it at three. I'd bet it down to three and a half. Okay. Because again, it, it feels like the Cowboys will still win this game. They're the better team. They have the better defense. You expect them to win this game. It's just, again, we'll have this in our money line around Robin. This is it for Green Bay season. If you don't win this, it is officially over. I mean, look, Mike McCarthy against Aaron Rodgers. It's essentially what we're saying. Crazy. Crazy. Just crazy. I like this game. Uh, we're adding it to the list. Packers plus five. Bears minus two and a half. Browns. Jesus Christ. Browns plus three and a half. <laughs> How dare you. And Vikings, uh, if we can get six and a half, if there's no, uh, if Josh Allen is out. There's a, there's a couple other games. There's at least one more game that I'm dying to discuss that I feel pretty strongly about. Cardinals visiting the Rams. Uh, Cardinals three-point underdogs on the road. I don't have any strong opinion on this right now. Yeah, I hate it. I feel like I'm supposed to take the Cardinals here because yeah, they're the better team. But, man, just just awful. It's like I could be convinced, right, if I hear other shark groups are on it. Uh, but right now, sitting here, like, man, I, I don't even know if I have more than 500 on this. Like, I have other games I got five figures on right now, four figures. This is nothing for me early in the week. So, Cardinals feel like the right side, the smart side, more complete team. 
They actually have a pass rush that you could see getting to Stafford. Stafford just hasn't looked right all season. Again, take away Cooper Cup. This Rams team has no identity on offense. He really is the team right now. So Cardinals feel like the smart side, but I'm with Chad. Can't 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 make this one of my five yet. I have high single figures on the Bears right now. <laughs> Love it. All right. The next game. The next game. And for a reminder, Foxhole is Packers plus five. Simon says is was Browns plus four. It's really Browns three and a half. Exact decision is Bears minus two and yeah. a half. The next game that I want to talk about, the Los Angeles Chargers visiting the San Francisco 49ers. The Chargers are seven-point underdogs. I'm telling you right now. I am telling you right now, Simon. We have hit peak over correction. Way peak over correction. The market has come down so far on the Chargers yeah. and gone so far up on the Niners. Yep. Chargers plus seven is an autoplay. Yeah. And had to wait for my guy, Evan Abrams, put out his article, but all the trends will back up fading. Shanahan, primetime, favorite, never good. You always take the other side in these positions, and historically it will work out for you. Um, Chargers as a big dog, that's where we like them. We don't like them as favorites, right? Like we joked last week, they're not, they're not a good team as a favorite for some reason. They always play teams close that they should beat up on. This team, again, no one's expecting them to beat up on them, right? You're expecting this to be a closer game, especially towards this 49ers side. Such a letdown spot, right, for the 49ers. Like Chad just said, they've been sitting back all week here about how great they are as they sit there at 4-4. Four and four. So crazy to think they might drop this game, then they'll be 4-5, and five, and that is a massive, massive deal for that Seahawks team sitting there at 6-3. and three. But, whoo, seven points. Seven points for Herbert here. I love that. I love the, just the chances of the back door at that big one number for a guy that won't stop slinging it. So I, I'm right there with Chad. Um, love it at seven. Hopefully it stays there all week, but could easily see this number dropping down as the week goes along here. I feel like we could come back around to this game on Thursday as a big balls bet. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take huge balls yet, though, because I feel like like that, you were spot on Tennessee last week. That one legit, that took some balls. That was that was scary to do. This one, I feels like this is just a smart right play where it's like no fear. We we just got we got to bet this one here. Um, but man, the 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 Keenan Allen injury, the Mike Williams injury, the Chargers clearly need that back, right? They only put up twenty points against a bad secondary in that Atlanta team last week, so. 49ers don't got a, that good of a secondary either, right? We've seen them get lit up by passing offenses. You could wait and see, right? Hoping Keenan Allen and them come back, but I would just grab the seven because I think a lot of other people will grab it now. I could see a drop in a six and a half, six as the week goes along here. I 100% grab the seven. All right, last game, last game on the board. Commanders visiting the Eagles. Commanders 11-point dogs. That's that's crazy. Really? Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. To me, I look at this, and it's just the whole thought of Heineke, where it's like, it's all fun and good. It's been great what he's done, Chad. We've seen these moments, though, right? Like the pick six moments with him, or just turning the ball over in the middle of the field. He doesn't play well against good defenses, and he's beat up on – the Vikings defense, we don't think is that good of a defense. Played the Colts, we don't view them as that good of a defense. And then they barely beat Green Bay at home, we don't view as that good of a defense. So this could be the first Heineke test 
just be careful, everyone. I, I just see that this would be one of the bigger public dogs of the week. You know, I love a primetime dog. I hate primetime dogs that the public loves. Like, usually that's a bad sign. So it's early in the week now. I don't know what the public's going to do on this number. I'm just going off a hunch. I could see them hitting this just in the fact that they've been good. They've been competitive, Washington. That D-line they have is for real. Eagles let a lot of people down last week that bet them, right? I think they only won by 12. So, yeah, big, big number. I kind of view it as a nice spot for an Eagles team coming off, what is it, 12 days or 11 days of rest because they played on a Thursday and now they're playing on a Monday. Maybe I'll just do my thing, keep doing the Eagles first half. I mean, again, it was a brutal beat last week, but look at all the things that had to go wrong for them not to cover that first half. It, it takes a lot, uh, clearly, for that to happen. So, Eagles, I guess you're right, Chad. Like, maybe I can't force you to make this one of our five yet, but I feel like you'll agree with me if we see that the public keeps coming in on this commander side and we keep seeing the number go up because it was at 10, went to 10 and a half. I'm seeing a couple of books at 11 now. So, oh, yeah, totally. Uh, clearly, professionals like the Eagles as well because, um, it's an, it's again, it's a good matchup for their defense against – a Heineke guy who likes to turn the ball over. Eagles lead the league in turnovers. So uh, a lot of things to look at in this one. But as you see here on Tuesday, yeah, I'm not going to blindly bet the Eagles yet. I need, to, I need to look into this number a little bit more. Our faves are Bears minus two and a half, Packers plus five, Browns plus three and a half, Chargers plus seven. On the runway, Jags plus nine and a half, Texans plus six and a half, Vikings plus six, Broncos plus three. I expect we'll get some sharp calls. Oh, yeah. These games. Sheesh. I don't know, man. This might be a, this might be the week to pass. I feel no confidence <laughs> right now. Knowing that we have to pass for a week. We're so hot, though. It feels like we're holding on so tight. Are we <laughs> gripping the ball or is the ball gripping us? I, I can say you feel that way as you sit here on Tuesday. But knowing you, I feel like by the time we get to Sunday, you're going to be like, no fucking way we pass this week. No way we're fucking passing this week. <laughs> Not a chance. This crew that is listening to this podcast has done an amazing job at keeping the favorites in the top 100 of sports podcasts. We appreciate you. You are so kind to listen to us. We loved meeting so many of you in Lexington. It was great. Oh, to yeah. Out. It was fantastic. Yeah, really cool. Any fan we met, man, like everyone we ran into, offering to buy drinks. Introducing us to their wives. Yeah, it didn't linger, though, too long, which is the key to meeting people like, Get in, give your five to ten minutes, like shoot the shit with us, and then get the fuck out, right? Are you tell are you telling our fans you don't want to like you don't want to be with the riffraff for too long? That's I'm just saying it. That's like, Simon's point of view. I'll talk to anybody for a while. Okay. You're a good guy. I'm I'm one of those if you approach someone, I feel like you get the five to ten minutes, and then at that point you're holding them up from let them go back around back about their regular life. Chad, he lives for this. Me. I don't. I have no interest in being famous, but I do love meeting people and shooting the shit. Like that was cool, but uh, yeah, it was definitely. It's definitely a different feeling. Everything you say is a lie. <laughs> yeah, right. Keep sending in the reviews. Five stars, folks. That's one of the ways we stay in the top one hundred. That's right, Chad. Keep those positive reviews on Apple Podcasts coming. I will select five reviews next week, and we'll give away some prizes. If you've already left a review, take your wife's phone, take your friend's phone, steal a phone on the subway. Doesn't matter. Just leave a new review and we'll name some winners next week. Thanks, guys. Feedback is a gift. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. For Matt Mitchell, for Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. Until next time, love you. Love you.